0: Game. Blouses. Gallant check. Disaster. Afrogeti. Disaster.
1: Well, oh, I mean, I'm no doctor.
0: We now join America's most
1: popular show, already in progress. Everybody loves. Mitch and Sean, you guys are the
0: greatest duo. Fantastic.
1: And welcome to another edition of the Post Game Pines podcast. Mitch Gallo and Sean Campbell. I was uh, word there for a second, Sean, as I didn't see you in the frame and didn't know if we had you
0: on the line. Oh, no, I'm always ready to go. You said that we're going to start the uh, Post Game Pines podcast, Gallo and Campbell. I'm going to be there on time. Sorry, I left my apron on. I was busy in the kitchen, but uh, I'm not going to miss an episode. Cheers, Mitchie. Your beer looks great. I could smell it from here. Mm. <laughs> Of course, the uh, Post Game Pints podcast brought to you by LeBros Brewery. Uh, Go and uh, check it out. I know that they're going to be reopening on January 8th. I believe that's today, January 8th. Make sure you go get and stock up lots of Campbell play-by-play IPA and Angry Gallo Ale.
1: Looks good, buddy. And uh, glad to have my uh, first uh, pint of the day. Uh, Currently on vacation, but... Uh, I'm here for you, buddy, you and Dave, and the post game Pines podcast. I'm going to try to uh, talk sports uh, the best I can and man oh man. I've been entertained as of late, National Football League. We got wild card uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, coming up uh, this weekend. And Sean, hockey, hockey, hockey. It's right around the corner as far as the NHL is concerned.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking forward. We're going to go through all six super wild card games as both the Chiefs and the Packers got the bye uh, a little later on in this episode of the Postgame Pines podcast. Uh, But Mitch, closing home for both of you, uh, both of us, uh, is, of course, the Montreal Canadiens. They've started training camp, and the biggest question, the biggest question for them is, will their power play be better this year? If so, why? If not, why? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, it's going to be the same. Maybe slightly better, but
1: I'm going to put them in that uh, 10-20 to uh, range in the NHL, right in the middle of the pack, about where they were last year. And uh, you say, why not, I guess, since I don't think they're going to be better. Well, the two things they need most on the power play is uh, someone who distributes the puck efficiently, and they did not get that type of player. And they need a game-breaker who could shoot and score from anywhere on the ice, and they didn't get that player. I like the Foley. I think he could help slightly, but I don't really know how much of an upgrade he is if he's going to take some power play time from Thomas Sitar. You know, I I see them as comparable players on the power play. Uh, Josh Anderson has never really been a power play producer in his career, so it would be a new uh, area of his game for him to elevate in that area. So I don't see it from him. And other than that, the personnel, some moving parts. Maybe Suzuki's a bit better. Maybe Kokumiemi's a bit better, but maybe get some regression from other guys. So, uh, Sean, uh, long-winded.
0: I don't think the power play is better. I think it's about the same. I think it's better. I think it is better. And I'll, I'll tell you, there's two players that I think are going to make it better. And they're two young players that are expected to be better for the Canadians. That's two center iceman. That is and Yemi, and Nick Suzuki. And I know it's early on. They've been working one power play, Nick Suzuki. I think he's going to be a better hockey player better hockey player. He was great last year, but now he's the guy that makes the decisions on the power play. I think that that's going to be very important for the Canadians. Two, it's Barry For me, he just needs to develop that shot. He needs to have that shot. If he has it early on. I think it's going to be better using the Asbury shot. But let's swing it all the way back around to Tyler Toffoli. Tyler Toffoli may have similar production in the end, at the end of the season, goal-wise, to uh, Thomas Tatar. But I find they shoot different. And Thomas DeTiger to me was never a good bumper player. That's what Tyler Toffoli can do: shoot tight, quick. That's what you want. And if Tyler Toffoli can do that on the power play for the Canadians, set up by Nick Suzuki, that's what opens up Shea Weber. That is a weapon that the Canadians can't use because it was the only weapon that they had. Now, if you get that bumper working and another portion of your power play, you can't overplay Shea Weber, and that will lead to more goals. It may not be t- Tyler fully goals, but if he's open, then he creates chances for whoever goes to the front of the net. So I do think that the power play should be better. Am I talking to top five? I'll put him in the top third. I'll put that power play, should be in the top third with the players well, that they I'll, I'll,
1: I'll add to this, uh, Sean. I, I look at the uh, Canadian division, and you know I only have uh, the Canadians' power play being better than, the one of the Ottawa Senators, and the one of the Calgary Flames. If I look at the other power plays, there's just too much offensive talent to go around on the Vancouver Canucks with Pedersen and Quinn Hughes and Brock Besser, and then with Winnipeg, Shifley, Linea, Wheeler, uh, the Maple Leafs, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, um, which to at the Edmonton Oilers with, uh, the reigning Hart Trophy winner in Dreisaitl and McDavid and the other really decent players yep. they have surrounding them. Like, I, I just looked at the Canadians' division, and I think it's going to be hard for them to be in the top half as far as power play is concerned. Now, I know we're going to have another episode that gets to all our predictions. We're only talking about the power play right now. Just because I don't see the power play being in the top four in the Canadian division, that doesn't mean I don't think the Canadians are going to be in the top four.
0: And I think that leads to a whole other question that we could probably save for another day is how much better the Canadians penalty kill has to be with power plays like that in the division, how important it is for those penalty killers to be the best, starting with Carey Price and Jake Allen and goal, and then Sherrod and Weber. And maybe that's one of the reasons why there was rumors the Canadians wanted Zidane O'Chara, because of the amount those power plays that you just listed off. I'm not saying that the the Canadian power play is going to be better than that, but it should be built off of system and structure because they don't have have the firepower that the other power plays do. Uh, All right. uh, World Juniors just wrapped up, Mitch, and we just got to see a whole lot of talent from the 2019 and the 2020 draft. These young players who are on the cusp of coming to the NHL, a lot of these players, joining their teams and training camps as we speak looking back at the world juniors is there a player or two who you think will be amongst that group that played in this world juniors the best out of the players that you saw at the world junior tournament no matter what country who do you think will have the best nhl season of that group all right
1: i'll, I'll give you two okay okay i'm going to give you uh, from team canada uh bo byron i think uh, he's looked uh, fantastic and I, I just see a great situation, right? So he's uh, he's a returning player. Uh, he's slightly older. He may have had a shot to make uh, the Avalanche if uh, the season started back in October, like it should have. And he's gonna he's gonna walk into a really good situation in Colorado, where he's well insulated. He's not over relied on. He's got some good veteran. They're gonna be a really offensive team. So I think he's gonna walk in there and uh, and have an impact with uh, with Colorado. And the other guy, uh, so impressed, Sean, and maybe he will be the rookie of the year, uh, Tim Stutzla, and I kind of like him uh, jumping in with Ottawa for the opposite reasons uh, that I was outlining with Byron, because he's going to walk into a into a place in Ottawa where he's going to get all the fucking cookie time, he's going to get all the, the the big time minutes. Uh, they're going to be able to bring him along uh, and, and and groom him almost like when Pittsburgh was bad and Sidney Crosby came in and yeah, maybe his plus minus won't be that good, and he's going to be on the ice for his share of uh, goals against. But I really think you look at the point totals by the end of the year, he looks like like a man. Uh, He dominated. He played on a bad team like Germany. Germany may be comparable to Ottawa with how they're going to play and uh, was still able to to put up mad points and be the MVP up front of that tournament. So I'm going to say uh, Stutzla up front and Bo Byram on defense both uh, really impressed me.
0: Yeah, look, uh, I, my, my answer that I want to give you uh, is he only played one pre-tournament game, and that's Kirby Dock. And and that goes – and that no, but that kind of goes with what's happened to Jonathan Taves, and I think that that'll create some momentum for Kirby Dock. I think that he's going to be an incredible player uh, for Chicago. I really like him, and it's unfortunate that that happened uh, to Canada. I really can't argue your uh, uh, Bowen Byram with Colorado. I think that's perfect. You watch him play, it reminded me a whole lot of just a guy that's in the NHL that should not be playing in this tournament, just the way that he played. Uh, and, and Tim Stutzla, he's going to get those opportunities. He was my favorite player to watch. When we were getting ready, Mitch, you, you and I were doing a draft show, uh, getting ready for the NHL draft. And he was the guy that I kept going back to his YouTube videos. I didn't know much about him. I saw his name on the draft list. I was like, I want to watch another one. I want to watch another one. I want to wanna watch another one. And I know that Quinn Byfield went before him. Quinn Byfield's on a stacked Canadian team. You put Gwynn Byfield on Germany, he probably gets that opportunity. You know, you know it's the same thing with Byfield and the LA Kings. I think it's going to be the same thing with Zegras who was the best player in the tournament in Anaheim. He might get the opportunity, but he's not going to get the Stutzla uh, on ice opportunity this year. So I think yeah. Stutzla is is the guy because of opportunity more than anything else. The, another player that I really, I'm curious, I watched Finland, Anton Lundell. This guy is drafted a couple of years ago with the Florida Panthers. I don't know where he fits, but just make me say that name, Anton Lundell. I think he's he might make uh, he might not be Stutzla, but he might be playing a lot more than yeah. people think. And you know, uh, the thing about uh, Lundell, you have a situation I think where he could walk in and
1: really be mentored uh, by uh, by Sasha Barkov, uh, as yes. they're both uh, Finnish players. You know, and uh, I'll give you a few more that I really like that I think could drop in right away. Uh, two more from the Americans because you already mentioned Zgris. Uh and yeah. all, he was obvious. Uh, he was really, really good. Uh, but uh, impressed by Kaliev, he seems to be that uh, that guy who could shoot from any loading spot uh, and 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 really find the back of the net. So I'm interested with him and Turcotte actually both uh, on the same team. Um, and then on uh, team, I'll go back to team Canada. And I, I know he was a bit banged up, and we'll see how that factors in. But uh, I, I think Alex Newhook is really close to being a significant player in the NHL and,
0: again, another Colorado player, right? So, uh, Yeah, perhaps... that's, that's a tougher one for me. Newhook's a tougher one for me just because of the other forwards that they have on their team. And it's maybe easier to ease him into a lineup or let him get his games. These guys still need games at this age. So if they're not going to be in your 9 or your 12 – is it really worthwhile? And for Colorado, who has Stanley Cup aspirations, not saying that Newhook can't be part of that group. I think that because of who else they have on the team, he gets pushed down the ladder. And then if he's going to be used marginally, then you might as well have him play in the AHL. So Newhook, I'm I'm not sure. I know that Jamie Drysdale is a guy that I also I really like. That pairing with Canada was was outstanding, and he can maybe make that jump. But there's a there's a couple, and and Broberg too, by the way on Sweden, Philip Rober. I liked him. Yeah. I liked, uh, uh, I liked Lucas Raymond on, uh,
1: Sweden, by the way. Yeah. But we, 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 we saw the Swedes a little bit less because
0: they got knocked out so early. Yeah. I watching them in the round Robin. I, and, and I know that they lost that game to Russia and overtime. I was looking, I was like, this team could win it. And then it ended up being the Americans. And at that time I thought Sweden was 10 times better than the Americans. And then the Americans played I, I, an incredible game in the gold medal game against Canada. And they just, Winded them all the way down uh, to the ground. All right, Uh, let's let's get into our NFL, Mitch. Uh, We're heading into Super Wildcard Weekend. There are six games, and if we want to do predictions, if we want, look, you and I, we know we know everything there is to know about football. We we were one two in our fantasy football. One, two. That's right. Two. I still want to see that T-shirt, and I still needed my beer delivered to me. uh, By the way, just so you know, you lost that bet uh so why don't we go through the wildcard weekend you want to start with the nfc or the uh, afc uh
1: let's uh let's start with the nfc uh, because i want to i want to bitch and complain right away okay like sean uh yes. if, if, if you were to say that tom brady would get some type of benefit and some type of luxury that was unearned and undeserved <laughs> uh of course we would say it's going to happen this year again, and uh, I just find it—it it, it really pisses me off that Washington—he gets they—they they, they get to play Washington. Like, yeah. come on, man! Like, it it, it, it bothers me uh, big time that after the season that they had, and and, and, and look, I—I realize that the Saints don't have the most difficult matchup either. They I have know. to play the Bears. But the Saints, the Saints win the division and they get the more difficult matchup where Tampa Bay only beat – get this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers only beat one playoff team in their 16-game schedule. Yeah, don't remind one.
0: me. One! I know which team it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, so memory <laughs> That's what, Why are, do you think
0: I'm you Washington? Go Washington. Look, I, I I like this matchup because there's there's a little bit of rooting interest going for Washington. I love this Washington story. Uh, Alex Smith coming back from injury. Uh, they got rid of Dwayne Haskins, put him on waivers just a week ago, and they squeeze out that victory. And I know there was the whole Philadelphia. Congress. Who cares? Okay, Washington won. Giants stop complaining. You only won six games this year. You got you all didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs. Sean, Remember, just,
1: just, to, to go yeah. back to that. Yeah. Uh and and you, you know I'm I'm going to be quick to defend the Eagles always. Sure. But um let's, let's... but number number one you're right about the Giants. Like yeah. win more than 6 games.
0: Okay? Yeah, that's that's, that's
1: number one. And number two, it's not like we're talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers behind center and the Eagles pulling Rodgers from the game. We're yeah, talking about you, a rookie with four yeah. games experience who in that game didn't even look all that good after the first two drives.
0: But he's much better than Nate Sudfeld, who only dressed for one game, and that was the first game of the season. And let's be honest, I know that they were working for the future, but them losing that game, giving uh, a couple more draft picks, is the smart thing to do. And in the end, though, Nate Sudfeld, I know they don't want to slam this guy. Uh, If the Eagles at some point play Nate Sudfeld next year, let's, uh, let's back up and say that they didn't do this properly. Okay, yeah, Jalen Hurts is their guy. He should have been playing. And, and and you're not worried about another game. That guy needs all the reps that he could get. He is the future if they're moving away from Carson Wentz. Next year, if they stay with Carson Wentz, it's Wentz or Hurts. Sudfeld's not in the mix. That's the biggest problem I have with the Eagles trying to defend what they were doing. Who cares? I don't really care because it was teams do this all the time. You, you know, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers had something to play for, and they still uh, sat Ben Roethlisberger. So who cares in the end? Eagles, uh, they played the way they did. Washington went to win their game. But I love the Washington story. And even if they're under five hundred, I think it will be fun if they stick it to Tom Brady a little bit. Uh, and Ron Rivera, Alex Smith, you can get behind these stories. I love watching Chase Young play. So I'm, I'm in on Washington. I don't think they can do it. But uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued in that storyline. So it's, it's one of the higher games that I'm interested in. Look, if I'm going to pick a winner from that
1: game, I'm going to pick the Bucks. But I, I, I think Washington can make this a competitive game. I, I have not seen – again, besides for their game against the Packers, I have not yeah. seen the Bucks beat a good team. Like, okay, good for you. You beat up on the Falcons twice and the, the, the Detroit Lions without Stafford in the final three games of the season. Like, good for you. But, you know, they lost to the Rams. They lost to the Saints twice. I, I think Tampa Bay is a little bit overrated. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a close game with Washington. Uh, the game I'm most looking forward to on the schedule is the, the Ravens and Titans.
0: Okay, let's before we get the AFC, let's wrap, let's wrap up. Okay, okay. Rams Seahawks. Hawks, We've already seen it multiple okay, times this season. Yeah, because uh, by the way, I'm all in on all the AFC games. The the NFC games don't even interest me, so that's why. I, so go uh, uh, Seahawks and Rams.
1: Seahawks and Rams. Where where are we at with Jared Goff right now? You know, can can Jalen Ramsey the best corner in football? Uh, completely locked down DK Metcalf again, like he did during their first meeting in the season,
0: you know, Ken,
1: you know, Sean, I I think the biggest thing in this game, uh, Seahawks and Rams is can the Seahawks come out in the first half of the game. Like that, that to me is the most concerning thing about the Seahawks is they've had extraordinary second halves, which is fine, but they've come out so slow and lackluster in the first halves of their games. Do they dig themselves a hole early against the Rams? Do the Rams and their defense get some momentum? You know, how much pressure and heat are we going to see on Russell Wilson? Uh, but in this game, uh, I like I like the Seahawks uh, going in here. Uh, I'm going to go with the favorite. And then the other NFC game, I mean, I, I think the Saints are going to make fools of the Bears. Uh, so give me the Saints in, in a in a blowout game. Not not that much uh, intrigue in that one for me.
0: Yeah, no, it's so on the bottom of the barrel. I The only thing I'm rooting for is for the Bears to lose because I'm a Packers fan. And I know that the Saints are one of the top teams in the NFC, but I still want to see them uh, move on. Just back to the Rams and the Seahawks on, on the NFC there, Mitch. Um, what happened to your boy, Russell Wilson, in the second half? In the first half of the season, he was an MVP candidate. It, in, let's, this Here's the example. They had over 30 points in seven of their first eight games. They only hit 30 points in one of their final eight games in the second half of the season. Their defense is still solid. I like that they got better. They had problems in the first, but their defense got better, so they started winning games. And I always thought their defense was good. I was curious why they were giving up so many points early on. I I think the Seahawks are a better team. I really do. But, man, they are so inconsistent. And if they play uh, at 50%, the Rams can roll on them. Oh, yeah. If if, If Goff is there. I'm going to take the Rams if Goff plays. I'm not taking the Rams if Goff doesn't. That's well, my pick. you know, Sean, um, I, I, I've, I've varied my opinions
1: uh, over the course of the season, but it wasn't too long ago that I was picking the Rams to play in the Super Bowl. So if they have Golf and their defense plays like I know they can play and they move the chains on offense, I could definitely see the Rams winning the game just, just with the – with the health status of Goff being up in the air, I'm going with the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I like the Rams a whole lot. Saints-Bears, uh, blowout. Um, AF, AFC, Sean. Let's go. Uh, AFC. I'm going go was, with where these games are at. Yeah, uh, start. I, I think Ra- Rams-Titans is the most entertaining game. I think it's a coin flip. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Uh, give the ball to Derek, my boy Derek Henry. Give it to him yeah. over and over and over in the cold weather and let him get it done. Yeah, but here's the um, thing, the
0: Ravens, the Ravens run game has not just been Lamar Jackson. Nah, uh, Dobbins has been good. He's been he's been so good in the second half, and they've really been able to use even Edwards, uh Gus Edwards there. They've 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 kind of platooned them. And with Lamar Jackson, they've been running the game. I I'm I'm hoping that you know that there's maybe a little, I don't think there'll be bad weather, but just you, you create that run game because I'm with you on Henry I like watching it it's the third game that I'm interested in though Uh, for me it's it's the Browns and Steelers I just love the rivalry there's such like what's going on with Cleveland their head coach won't be there now Baker Mayfield you never know what you're gonna get and he's got such bravado but he seems like a nice guy Uh, they finally turn around the Browns are in the playoffs but it's Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers and the Steelers were undefeated for 11 games and now they look kind of Four out of five, four four losses of the last five, but that one win was so impressive with the comeback. I don't know what to expect from this game. I, I'm so excited that it's the last game on Sunday night. I think it's going to be the best one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. You mentioned it, the rivalry between these two teams, outstanding. Um, I, I'm happy that the Browns are back in the playoffs. You know, that's a great fan base, and they deserve to be there. Uh, Sean, I don't like the, the way – the Steelers were trending to finish the season, you know, after that uh, no really one did. great start. No one did.
0: So I'm I'm gonna go with the Browns. I'm gonna go okay. with the Browns.
1: I'm gonna take and the then, Steelers.
0: I do I take the Steelers in that one. I just think that they're just a little bit more playoff ready. It's Ben Roethlisberger. When the chips are down, I think that they're gonna come back to the Steelers. that could win a, a very, very tight game.
1: I just, um, you know, I I think what's going to be the difference here is uh, the run game uh, for both teams. I don't think Pittsburgh has a good enough run game to win in the playoffs. And we know when the weather dips, and then uh, you have on the other side the two-headed monsters, uh, Chubb and Hunt. So I think that could be the difference in that game. Uh, now the the other one we didn't mention in the AFC is uh, Colts and Bills. Yeah. Uh, Should be- a fun one. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, I, I think people are sleeping on the Colts a little bit. I think uh, Buffalo is clearly the better team, but I think it's going to be a competitive matchup. Uh, I do look forward to seeing uh, Buffalo win. I think they should win this game. And then eventually us getting a matchup, Sean, uh, I would love to see Bills-Ravens, Bills-Titans,
0: Bills-Browns, yeah. Bills in the AFC Even Championship if game against Kansas instead of City. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see the Bills, Kansas City, uh, you know, face off in the end. So I'm going to take the Bills in this. But I'm with you. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to pass on Philip Rivers and what he's done with the Colts. I think that team's a lot better than people think. They're still incomplete. They're kind of like that mediocre team that makes the playoffs. and you're like, if if they go on a run, they can win four games. Yeah. But they gotta. They gotta get some luck along the way. And I think he's the, Bills uh, could be, the Bills are clicking. They they won six in a row to finish the yeah. season. He's uh, Philip Rivers has also never played his best football in the playoffs. Yeah, but maybe he's, you know, just excited to be part of the Colts. Yeah, maybe he's due. Perfect fit, by the way, for the Colts kind of losing Andrew Luck and then jumping in on the Phillip Rivers at least for a year or two. We'll see what uh, – Next it, year it. Next year, their quarterback is going to be Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think the Bears are going to take him. Oh, God. <laughs> just, I like to say that. I know Trubisky was good down the stretch. Don't worry <laughs> about it. I just like to say that. I just like yeah. to piss off Bears fans. I just always think that Wentz is like the perfect Bears quarterback because I hate the Bears, and you know I've been hating on Wentz forever. So, yeah. I everybody still thought he was good, I mean, even when he was good, I didn't think he was good. Now he's just rich. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I just.
1: Uh, I can't help but wonder what could have been if um, if he didn't go down with injury when oh, he had won eleven to- games during the Super Bowl year. And you know what, Sean? Maybe they don't win the Super Bowl if he doesn't get hurt. Maybe. I, I, who, who but he was re- he knows. was really good that year before he went down. He was in the MVP talk.
0: Yeah. Look, uh, I I love talking football, and I love that we're we're, we're diving into this. But we got to keep continue going. Uh, do you have a pop quiz before we name that podcast? Yes, yeah, Sean. Um, let's By see here. I I could go one of two ways for your pop
1: quiz. Okay. Um. Here, maybe maybe, uh, you could even use this on your pop quiz top ten on TSN. All right, Sean, I would like you, and you know, I'm going to put a two minute time limit on you. Sure, I got to go. All right, because I think there's a lot of easy, obvious answers here. That's that's the point about these top ten. But they're not all
0: easy, obvious answers. There might be some that sneak in under the radar. Let my brain work. Let's go. Now, remember last last week, Dave? You're going to put a clock down here. Put a clock, Dave.
1: (laughs) Remember last uh, week, I asked you about a specific division in the NHL? The West.
0: Yes. I'm going to do that again. Okay.
1: Yeah, West Division. I'm going to do it again. Now I got
0: to remember what the divisions are like the Discover, Mass Mutual, uh, Honda, the Honda division. And the I don't remember. I'm going to go with the original
1: title of the division.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you, Sean,
1: for the top 10 point getters. In the NHL's Eastern
0: Division. Eastern Division. Okay. Which many, which many consider to be the Division of Death. Yeah, the, the Mass Mutual Division. Uh, top ten. And this is career? Career points on teams in the Eastern Division. Career points on teams in the Eastern Division. So Crosby, Malkin, Ovechkin are all there. One, two, three. Okay, so that's that's the easy part. A uh, Backstrom's got to be there. Five. Okay. Uh, so that's I just I just kind of can went to two teams, and that's with those teams, or they're on those teams right now. They're on those teams right now. Okay, so they're on those teams right now. Uh, where's Bergeron in the top ten? Bergeron is six. Okay, so I've got one, two, three, five, six. Yes. Uh, Marchand is probably on the outside looking in, he's but he on might the other okay. That's I'm just talking out loud right now, that's all. Um, so then we get into some other teams. Uh, oh, so when I go to, I gotta find an older guy on the Rangers or the Islanders, right? Uh, because Panarin has just been hasn't been around too long. Uh, now, Sean, do you want yeah. help? Where's my timer at? I gotta. Do I you gotta want see. help? Uh, let's see. Am, am I saying teams that aren't in the right division? No, no, uh, that's not the help I was going to give you. But you're you're saying teams that don't possess. the Oh, Voracek uh, and Giroux. Seven, eight. Okay, so I I just got to make sure that I got the right teams. So you're missing four, nine, and ten. Four, nine, and ten because I just—that was the first time I uh, thought The of Islanders and Rangers don't factor in here. No, I don't think so because I was just—I just saying I need to look at older guys. I didn't really think of anybody older guys on the Devils. Uh, could it be um, Travis Zajac? No, he's the oldest guy on the team, I think. So I don't think anybody on the Devils. And then that leaves—I'm I'm missing a team. And there's a team I haven't addressed yet, right? You're missing a team and uh,
1: they have one of the players and uh, you're missing a team that you name that has two of the other players.
0: What, what team am I missing? I already said, Now I, I, I can't think of these divisions. Where do I do this? Oh, okay. Here we go. I got it. Uh, Skinner and Stall. Stall, yes. Skinner, no. Okay. I forgot. Eric Stahl's on Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's why I put this in here. Because Eric Stahl always finds his way onto these lists. Everyone forgets yeah. how amazing he used to be.
0: Is there a defenseman like Latang or something on this?
1: There is a defenseman on the list. It's not Latang. It's the Chera. Yep, Ted. Okay. Uh, so
0: who am I missing then? What number? Nine You were missing four? number
1: nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number
0: nine. I got one defenseman. So then it would be – would it be Washington? Nope. Pittsburgh? Nope. Boston? Yep. Oh, Krejci. Yes, number nine. I did pretty good. Come on. I don't know <laughs> if I did the two minutes, but I, I, I think I only had like three wrong answers. Yeah. And the, reason,
1: and the reason I put it is because of how underrated and how much people forget about specifically how good Eric Stahl is. Voracek and David Krejci. And Krejci. Krejci and Voracek. Krejci, Sean. Krejci's entering a contract year. Yeah. I
0: always liked him. Always liked him. Good for really me. Good player. 10 for 10. Boom. Uh, what are we naming this podcast? 10 for 10. <laughs> yeah. 10 for 10, baby. Uh, I also like whatever I said about Carson Wentz. He's rich. <laughs> Carson Wentz is rich. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. There you go. It's up to you, Dave. Yep. Stay tuned. Post game pints podcast brought to you by Le Brewery. One thirty three uh, Le I know that there's rules and regulations coming down, but make sure you check their website at lebros.com. Get your Campbell play by play IPA. Get your Angry Gallo ale. This stuff is still there. The contest is still on. Mm, so good. And in our very next post game pints podcast coming out in a couple of days, we will get you ready for the Montreal Canadiens season predictions galore. It's just Montreal Canadiens predictions. You get to see. Save the episode. You get to mark it down. You get to make fun of us when we're wrong. You won't want to miss it. Bang.